Welcome to The Standard. The Standard is on a mission to champion the pursuit of excellence and fight against the celebration of mediocrity. For those who refuse to lower their standards, for those who can't raise their own, this is The Standard. For fitness, for family, for life. This is tangentially. Here we go, creating words again. Tangentially is absolutely a word. I don't know. It's, it's a stretch. You have a college degree. You should know that tangentially is a word. Look it up. What's that? Look it up. Oh, God. Do I got to do this every episode? The, the proved Tom Wrong Corner? I'm going to look it up. Or you, don't, you don't believe tangentially, me? You said chan-den- tangentially. There's a tangen- tangentially. Sh- <sighs> in a way that relates only slightly to a matter. Peripherally, okay. Okay. Tangentially. Okay, I think we're chan- tangentially. I think we're I think we're split. Gently. Okay. Jesus. If this was. <laughs> if this was what? Hey, spelling bee. It's like <laughs> this is a spelling spell bee. Spell it wrong, even though uh, it's. I think it's the same word. I just spelled it wrong. Ah. Well, <sighs> all right. Saying it wrong is the same. However, thing. you feel like this needs to be said. This is loosely related. Do you want and, me to say that? No, no. Just say t- say. Tangentially. Sorry, this is tangentially. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, this has to do with the military, and obviously, neither, neither of us served, but we do work for paramilitary organizations. So I think. So that, we say. Yeah, well, it's yeah. not really the case, but yeah. that is what uh, the fire service is touted yeah. as. Yeah. So I think that things eventually start to roll downhill to the fire service from the military. So this is actually a couple of years old, but I thought it was kind of uh, interesting that this is the way that our our country's moving. So uh, the U.S. Army has replaced the chaotic reception recruits uh, entering basic training have long received from shouting drill sergeants with training event designed to create bond with their teammates and leaders. So basically... And again, hit us up at mail at the dash us if if uh, you've served and you have any good stories about this. But they called it a shark attack. So you'll get off the bus and you're met with drill sergeants just yelling and screaming at you. And so they have removed that from kind of how you're you're treated initially showing up to boot camp. They saying why? They're saying that it's it almost sets you up for failure almost. So you automatically come into this situation not trusting whoever your your leaders are is kind of the basis behind this. So they have this uh, different event called the first hundred yards, and from what it sounds like to me, and and I and again I've never been a part of it, but it sounds like it's a team like relay race where they'll have a certain amount of equipment at one end. And they need to move that equipment as a group to the other end. So it's almost like a, I don't know, like a team building thing first. And there's obviously, it's not like they can't yell at you anymore, but it's just that initial introduction. What are your thoughts? I like the team building part of it. I like the physical part of it. There needs to be, my initial gut reaction was like, ugh, how soft. But I I dis I I don't. Well, it depends on what the physical task is. I mean, I I like the whole thing. I really think it takes no talent to 
ask somebody to do something that all you require them really to do is not quit. If that's what this 100-yard thing is, it's a, hey, we want to figure out who quits and who not. You know, it's like you may not even know how to do it. Just don't quit. Yeah. Because we don't want guys here that quit. Quitting's bad. Quitting costs lives. You know, quitting bails out on, your, you know, the guys you're fighting with. If it's something like that, I'm okay with it. I don't necessarily need the yelling. There's something to be said about just sitting there watching as like being in charge of it and just being like, here's your task. You know, there are, if you quit, go home. They're already stressed, right? Like that's already incredibly stressful situation. You're out of your element. You're at this new place. You don't know anyone around you. Like there's already stress. And I think that was my one thing was like, Oh, I get why they want to do it. They want to see, you know, like you have to get used to, to stressful interactions. So, but I think there's better ways to do that. And I, I cannot stand instructors in the fire service who all they do is yell and scream. There's a time for it. You know, there there is. I mean, like, like as an academy instructor, there is a time for it. But if on day one through day 60, you're yelling every day, you guys just tune it out. Yeah. It's like, it's dumb. Yeah, I might work for the first day. Well, maybe even not. Maybe it's, this is the expectation and follow me and as two, three weeks go by, then, you know, the, the the louder voice shows up. That can have an impact. You know, but always yelling, like, especially outside of the academy, the fire service, just yelling at guys for whatever, just because you're hyped up and stressed out on scene, like, you've lost control. Yeah, one thing I was reading about this, why, why they changed the, the shark attack tactic was it was implemented, I'm sure it was long before this, but uh, during the draft. Like, people who didn't want to be there to try and get them in the spirit That makes of, sense. Right, that, but I think now it's that a is, volunteer army again. Yeah. Or military. I mean, I could see that being done maybe in the past, like sports and stuff. I don't know. It's like Yeah, did you ever have a coach that you were like, man... I'm so inspired every time we get yelled at. Yeah, I mean, typically, at all ages, kids and adults tune that shit out. Just the only noise. time I think it's uh, important is I think it really brings people together to have a common enemy. And so if you're an academy instructor and, you know, sometimes like, hey, I'm going to be the, I'm going to be that, I'm going to play that role for this academy. And, you know, like that, to me, like that really brings people together. Now, at a certain point in the academy, you need to show your true colors because these people are going to be your coworkers here in a little bit. But starting off, I think it's, I think that that's an appropriate tactic. Can be. I think you just have to make sure it's you. Uh, like, yeah, you can't pretend yeah, to be genuine. somebody else. You can't see see this drill sergeant type guy that, Maybe was your instructor and been like, man, I want to be like that guy. And he's, you got to really take bits and pieces from anybody you've ever interacted with as an instructor and then be your own. Yeah. You know, because if you're yelling, there, there's some instructors that should never yell. That's just not them. But they can command a room and they can command a drill station and they can command a, a group of recruits. 
we had a we had a uh, instructor who was trying to be that like tough guy, but he couldn't find the right words because like he wasn't used to he wasn't used to it. So he would you'd see him just get so flustered because he was trying to like be like a drill sergeant, but he didn't have the tempo, he didn't have the vocabulary. Uh, it was hilarious. Yeah. So you just trying to be somebody you aren't, you know? Yeah. Biggest thing is, and I think the way you figure that out is the, is you decide like what your level of expectation is, what you want out of the recruits, what you expect out of them, which is going to be directly related to what you expect out of yourself. But if you know that, then you're comfortable with who you are and your methods, you know? Yeah. I think it's kind of cool that the military with its like vast history is taking an opportunity to reevaluate. I wish the fire service would follow suit with that and say, Hey, what's working? What kind of traditions are working and which ones just aren't like, what would be some things about the fire service where you're like, all right, we, this was really cool, but uh, we're done with that. I don't know. This is kind of off a tangent. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, I can't stand the white shirts. Oh, yeah. It's, I, and I know those weren't always there, but I'm tired. I'm tired of seeing white shirts and white collars. Like, why are leaders dressed differently? Well, you don't at, see it in the military. Nope. They just have a lot more shit on it. Right. And that's fine. But why, why are these guys wearing white shirts and these guys are wearing blue? You don't see it in the police. I wonder what the history it is. is behind that dude it is fucking dumb sorry it's dumb it totally is symbolic of blue collar white collar to be honest is there that's the disconnect that there usually is between administrative chiefs that once were firefighters and the line where the real work's done is there any benefit to it no no i can't think of it doesn't care do you think they do it to show like a a presence of like a command presence? I've tried to think about like where it came is from. Is there like why. white white bunker gear too? That is the first thing that I would get rid of. The very first thing if I could change things in a department is everybody wears the same uniform. I'm telling you, it's sorry, tangent, but I work white for, shirts is it's just dumb. There's a department that the officers had you could choose and everyone know the guy the officers who chose to wear their whites like they were total why why would you um, you know but i'm saying you're for the most part i don't know i guess it's not you don't necessarily see that in sports because whether you're coach of a team i mean the managers wear the same uniform but like basketball and now see Hockey, that's football. They, that's they don't wear the uniform. It's stupid that they wear it in baseball. Is that manager going to come it's in and tradition. play? Uh, there have been managers that have played. No, but I'm saying like, <laughs> some guy goes down. And he's like, "Hey, I brought my glove. I'm I'm going in." But it's is it is it a bad thing though? It looks ridiculous. You think so? Yeah, he's playing dress up. <laughs> he never he never gets out of the dugout. <laughs> Oh, he does. Yeah, to walk. Doesn't make pitching the, changes. And, yeah, he and then walks they have up a to meeting, the plate. Plate meeting at the. Is that what they call it? A they, plate meeting? Yeah. Well, there's a home plate there, and they meet there, so it's called a plate meeting. That's adorable. <laughs> yep. With all the umpires. 
No, that's like a little kid bringing his glove to the game. Like, hey, maybe they'll put me in. You know, you don't see that in any other sport. They wear suits. Well, isn't that kind of dumb too? Why would you wear a suit? I gotta look good on the sideline. Well, football coaches probably are the most like actually ideal, right? They're usually in like warm ups in a sweatshirt. Right? Uh, yeah, if you're lucky. Who's, who's the uh, uh, Patriots coach? Uh, uh, Belichick. Yeah. So that, but that's that guy wears seems logical that, to me. That guy wears that hoodie probably to his wedding. Yeah, seems logical though. That, yeah. that seems like the most normal. Yeah, but he's not out there in pads and a, a uniform. What about a swimming coach, like, dressed in a... Just a uh, Speedo? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Speedo and a whistle. And, have, and having the goggles, like, on. Do swimmers need a coach? Yeah, they have coaches. All you hear is... Stroke <laughs> coaches. Stroke coaches? Yeah. <laughs> Here you go again. How would you like to put that on your resume? <laughs> I'm a professional I'm a stroke, stroke coach. coach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I've, I've mom, tennis, tennis has coaches. Mom, I did it. What'd you do? I'm a stroke coach. I finally made it. Yep. I got many clients. <laughs> <laughs> Too many. We're doing group I exercises am, now. I am exhausted. Group trainings. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a. I think it's a little silly that officers wear. You know, completely separate yourself from the line. I mean, it's symbolic of hey, this is how far removed we are. Um, I mean, I had a chief who wore a suit, didn't even wear a uniform. And I was like, well, okay, that's... so clearly you are, you don't care about being a fireman anymore. You've, you've taken the uniform off, literally. Why separate yourself, you know? Uh, ego. Well, yeah, that was more a rhetorical question. So it's... you go to these chief conferences or you go to the National Fire Academy and you're wearing a blue shirt and everyone else is wearing white shirts? I would imagine that makes you feel a certain way. Right? Hey, my, all my friends are wearing something different. Yeah. I think it's dumb. It is dumb. It's dumb. I think the hazing thing for me is what needs to go. I think it's, I wrote about it in the book. Like, I think it's just silly and stupid. Yeah. I mean, I, I think uh, sometimes, like, when you're the young guy or new guy on a team, you have, you know, some jobs that need to get done, and so they fall on you. That's normal, right? Oh, that's not hazing. That's fine. Yeah, uh, pranks I think are a great thing. You know, really when they're when they're like when it's it's happening to everybody. It's equitable. Everyone yeah, gets like, their turn. I get I get, people fuck with me at work. Well, you deserve it. What? So, <laughs> but I mean, when it's when it's. And everybody's a target, and it's constantly that way. And whether it's a prank or it's a joke, I think that has to continue. It's camaraderie, you know. But you know, you just got to be smart enough to know. Like, I mean, thing is, at our station, it's like if there's a guy that we just don't feel for, you know, we just leave him alone. Like, I don't, I don't want to. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And I, I think. That where people run into issues is they then they look at that guy like oh, I'm gonna fucking I'm fucking with that guy, right? It's like I really don't have time for that shit. Like I don't care. Like that's not something that I want to do. That's just me. Yeah, I think I I, I want to spend less time with him. You know? Well, yeah. Why would I want to spend more? Yeah, why would I want to waste my day? Like I don't know. I just don't get I don't get kicks about trying to like make people's lives miserable. Yeah. There's a there's a way to make people feel included. Like I think that's a one of the 
arguments for them is, you know, like we only mess with you if we like you. And there's better ways to do it. But more like you said, if, if there's equity in the prank, right? One at our station that I cannot stand is they'll half unscrew the head to the faucet. So like, what's wrong with that? I just think it's stupid. I think it's a waste of time. But it is kind of funny. <laughs> just turn it on and walk away. <laughs> but, but you know, what's like, what's wrong with that? I think it's dumb. But anyway, I, listen. It, it, you don't you it, like if somebody goes over to the sink and then sprays them right. You know they turn it on. That's kind of funny. I, I'm I'm out. I just I, it doesn't do anything for me. I think it's dumb. But it's it's uh it's equitable, right? So anyone can walk right. up. The yeah, chief can walk up and oh uh, that'd be funny and pop you know that that and get completely soaked. <laughs> uh, you know I I think if you're gonna do it, that's the way to do it. All right, what's your go to then? What's my go-to what? Prank or a little thing to do around the station. I don't really have one. Come on. I don't. I, I mean, I wish I had. I wish I could say. Like but You don't like tipping somebody over in their recliner? Uh, I like doing that to you. <laughs> yeah, trust me, I know. Um, no, I, I don't. <laughs> I had such a miserable probation. All right, so you're, scar- you're scarred. I get it. Yeah, but why should anybody else feel that way? You know what I'm saying? Well, no, but the water thing that. That's oh, I'm complete. Yeah, I'm just burnt out. I'm I mean, okay. All right. Stupidity. So you're a little bit. Uh, you just you just had enough. You're just over it altogether. Yeah, correct. Fair enough. I'm not. I know you're. But not. I mean, I don't. I don't have to do it that much. But I will laugh at it. And I'm. You know, I've been. You know, I've worked on that crew, and the the sink thing happens about eight times, like in the first shift. three hours. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> you know, it really, but. I still sit over there and laugh, you know, whatever, whatever you guys. Yeah. If you're having fun, have fun. There's time for, I'm not saying I'm against shenanigans, right? Like hot sauce challenges or, you know, we got those disgusting jelly beans where you, some are taste good and some taste absolutely terrible. I'm I'm down with all that stuff. Or what what did we do recently? The uh, smelling salts. I didn't didn't get into that. Oh, it's terrible. Um, I think that stuff's all fun, but. When you aren't, uh, when you don't give like permission to be a part of the shenanigans, I just think it's a waste. Maybe. All right. So what else? What uh, else, what else should we change? Yeah. What else should we change? Oh, this we're is changing the fire service. Chief for a day. Grassroots though. We're doing a grassroots backstep style. Oh, check. Yeah, you're not chief. You sh- uh, forcing people to do tasks that. They have zero passion in. That is dumb. I think what that kind is of productivity are you going to get out of somebody that? Think about another business, right? Let's like say, let's say this: you sign up to work for the city of East Metro, and you're like, "Man, I really love accounting, right? It really gets my goat. I'm really good at it. I will take outside classes. I will do all that stuff on my own time." And they're like, "No." We need you in public works. Yeah, we we need you. Um, we need you right landscaping. Yeah, we need you landscaping. Yeah, we need someone to dig trenches. You're like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm I've only never done I'm that. Only a hundred pounds. Uh, it doesn't matter. I'm scared of the hole. Right. Yeah, you're in. We got you. It's like you're in charge. W- what other uh, for five years? It's the thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the uh, it's the thing in our contract that's like, 
any other duties assigned by the chief. And it's like, does the mayor have that when you go to work in another city department? We're like, listen, the mayor just said that uh, I'm no longer in this thing. I got to go over here. It's it's insanity. It's such a waste of money. And you get awful end products. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. No. You need to match the people up with their kind of interests. Yeah. Interests. You got to, sometimes though what happens is you may not have too many passionate people because of culture. So. Yeah, it's a big ship. Hard to balance that. It's a big ship to turn around. But if people come into the organization, there, there is people in our organization, no matter what the task is, let's say EMS, for instance, right? There's plenty of people that all they would want to do is EMS, but they can't get a pension in EMS, so they're going to join the fire department. Send them to paramedic school, right? Or hazmat, like yourself. There are people, nerds like yourself, glowworms, that absolutely love that stuff. Did you write nerd on my car, on my car window? No. That does sound like something I would do. Yeah. My son thinks it's you. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. It says nerd out my driver window. I haven't cleaned my car in a while, so every time he looks out, he's like, you talk to Craig about that? <laughs> like, yeah, it's probably him. I call him a nerd all the time. It's rope stuff. Uh, but yeah, no one should be sent over the side of a building when they don't love it. And no one should be. I mean, like, there's plenty of people to fill all those positions. So I think that's, I mean, that's kind of silly. Yeah, I'd agree. Uh, I think the biggest one is not having a physical requirement throughout oh, your entire career. That's a great point. I don't. We don't even need to talk about it for a length of time. I mean, it's it is a flat out joke that fire departments don't have annual physical fitness requirements that that have them get in their gear and perform fire ground tasks. If you told the public that. They'd be like, well, we do. And they're like, what? Yeah. You so only when you get hired? Yeah. It's a joke. I I think that the bigger joke is that cities will be like, listen, safety is our highest priority and we really care about our employees. And then you're like, well, I want to do like this uh, this test that just makes sure that people are capable of doing the job. And they're like, oh, that's not going to get through legal. I'm like, oh, okay. So you care about lawsuits way more than you do uh, your, the health yeah, of your employees. Yeah, they're running the business. I think you see more of that, those physical requirements in districts because their boards are sole responsibilities to run the fire department and not an entire city. Yeah. You know, so I think... You know, it's awesome. The departments that do have physical fitness requirements. That, yeah, bravo. Hell yeah. I mean, that's the way it should be. You know, signing up for this job, what is required, and then something gets lost at a certain point. Where people feel don't feel like they are required to maintain even just like the lowest amount of physical preparation for the job. Like, can't even do the tasks anymore. That's, yeah. Which is why when we have our chief, our battalion chief, show up to trainings, get in gear, and perform the tasks, it's like, all right, well, obviously I'll do absolutely anything for you. 
you know. Yeah, I mean that that's another it conversation takes, too. It takes fifteen minutes. Any of your chief time. that gets in their gear and just participates, if they only knew the ones that struggle with like, why does that guy have so much buy-in from his troops? And it's like, well, he does this. If they only knew how easy that was, it's really easy. Now, we've talked about this before. It's easy, but it's hard, right? Simple, you gotta, but it's hard. Yeah, I mean. You just got to get in your gear. You just got to show up. You just got to participate. That's it. They don't care if you fuck up. No. You know? Actually, to be honest with you, it'd probably make me feel better. Well, it's like, oh, watch him fuck up. And then if he asks questions, so how are you guys doing it now? Like, what's 100% buy-in right there? Yeah. So there's easy solutions to creating buy-in. It just comes down to checking that ego. 